And welcome to episode two of Crosstalk by CGM Radio, where we bring together Bob from The Bob Siegel Show, JP from JP's Political Matrix. I'm Ryan from World News Brief. We are talking the debate last night, and we are talking the Supreme Court. Get ready for an explosive show. Let's do this. Thank you so much for joining us here on episode two of Crosstalk. I am loving this brand new show right here on the CGM Radio Network where we bring together your favorite shows to talk about the most important stuff going on with me, of course, is Bob from the Bob Siegel Show. Bob, welcome back to Crosstalk. It's great, guys. I loved doing it last week. Let's keep doing this. Absolutely. And JP from JP's Political Matrix. As always, so happy to be here. Yeah. It's been a great week so far, and today is just going to put icing on top of this hump day. Yeah, absolutely. So we're we're going to dive right in. There's so much to get to, as you guys are aware, as our amazing audience is aware. There was a debate last night, and I... I never imagined, if you're going to even call it that, we're going to get into that, Mm -hmm. but how did you guys think the two debate opponents did? Donald J. Trump versus Chris Wallace of the Fox News Channel. How about that debate? What debate? (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like, Bob, uh, the debate... Uh, That wasn't a debate? You know, I, I think I called it, too. I put out a meme saying, hey, I can't wait for tonight's debate between Donald Trump and Chris Wallace. And, you know, after the fact, everybody chimed in. It was absolutely what we expected it would be. It was uh, Sleepy Joe really chopping himself up just mentally between, you know, about six inches there between his mouth and his brain. It was like uh, having, you know, AOL dial up way back in the day. It's, it's, It's just he was real choppy in his delivery. But Chris Wallace was all over President Trump and just giving uh, please allow Joe Biden to speak, please allow him some time and gave him uh, just uh, bookends uh, between his beginning and end of his monologues where Donald Trump was interrupted and, and actually found himself arguing. So I know what Bob's talking about. I just thought personally that it was uh, it, it was a, a formal uh, hit job on President Trump to try their dangest to corner him, and I felt like uh, it failed. And I'll give a little more detail in a minute, but go ahead, Bob. What are your thoughts on it? Well, there's so much that I want to say regarding some of the things you mentioned, JP, with Chris Wallace on the format. But here's a takeaway that may sound a little bit unique. Here was my takeaway from the debate. Joe Biden is your man, no matter where you stand. You believe in the Green Deal? (laughs) Biden is your man. You're against the Green Deal? Biden is your man. You want to defund the police? Biden is your man. You love the police? Biden is your man. You approve of these riots? Biden is your man. The riots are wrong? Biden is your man. Should Trump have closed down the economy more during COVID? Biden is your man. Should the economy have stayed open? Biden is your man. Should Trump have stood up to China? Biden would have stood up to China. Mm-hmm. Biden would also have not stood up to China. You believe in socialism? Mm-hmm. Biden is your man. You'd rather have a moderate? Biden is your man. 
That's my takeaway. That was Biden's platform last night, or at least that's what the people talking in his earpiece were telling him his platform was. Well, I, I knew there was something I liked about Joe Biden last night. And well, now, that, I, we now all I know had what something. it was. It's, it's because he's every man. He does. He, he's. Uh... And, and I, I always play the Scranton game in every debate. I want to see how many times he's going to talk about Scranton. Back when he was debating Sarah Palin and she was talking about wealth distribution. Back in Scranton, we used to call that fairness. And I wanted to go, yeah, Joe. Well, back on Mount Sinai, God called it stealing. But anyway, I, I'm so <laughs> sick and tired of this guy. And he was back to his old form. He was on his meds or the shot in the behind where like Trump was suggesting whatever they did. It was the old Joe Biden at peak level. And at peak level, he is not exactly the sharpest tool in the shed. No, he's not. And I think uh, I think the debate showed that last night over and over and, and over again. It was it was truly remarkable. There were certain questions he even just absolutely refused to answer. He refused to uh, denounce Antifa, went along with the corrupt Christopher Ray, calling it an idea, not an organization. And actually, we are going to be playing some clips throughout the show. And I want to play this right now and get both of your uh, reactions uh, to this. Here is uh, Joe Biden refusing to denounce Antifa. You have repeatedly we criticized the, the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing extremist right. groups. But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups yeah. and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? Well, I, go would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right so wing. So what are you, what are you, you, look, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call them? What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. Supremacists and right like me to white supremacists and right proud boys. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left because this is not a right his wing own, problem. This is, this is a left wing. This is a left wing problem. White supremacist. Antifa is an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it. Not militia. That's what oh, his right. an idea. FBI. His okay. FBI director Gentlemen, said. Well, Oh my goodness. Okay, gracious. there's so much there that I want to get to and including the white supremacist thing. It was it was all over Twitter today. It is it will further prove that Twitter is just it's a publisher. It's not a platform that's ludicrous. Right. But right. let's let's unpack this. What what did you, what's the takeaway here first on let's talk about uh, Biden's refusal to denounce Antifa and then we'll get into whether or not Trump is a white supremacist. Well, the, Go ahead, Bob. Christopher Ray did give him some ammunition because Christopher Ray has said that that they're they're not technically an organization. You know, for not being an organization, they sure are organized. It's been documented. Amazing that these guys come in from outside the cities, outside the states. So that's a lot of nonsense. Some of the most organized disorganization I've ever seen. Uh, the U-Hauls showing up with shields and 
Well, uniforms, and, and, and uniforms, pre- training together, like train. They video themselves <clears throat> training together right. out in the woods. They've got uniforms. They're organized. They've got. Oh, it's. Uh, it, I mean, it's they, just... they have wep- weapons and 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 gear, tactical gear. I mean, they're all over the place. I mean, it's ludicrous the idea. And look at that. Trump's very own FBI director, as Bob said, giving ammunition, yeah. no pun intended, to Christopher. Uh, I'm sorry, to Joe Biden in order. To for cover for him yep. at the debate. It's absolutely. absolutely insane. He's got to get rid of Christopher Ray. I don't know why he didn't do Christopher Ray not standing by the president? I'm shocked. Hey, he uh, said it. I'm ready to fall out of my chair. Yeah. Well, he said it already. Uh, president Trump said it last night. I don't know if y'all caught that. He said, well, he's wrong. He said that. It was it was a fadeaway. Well, but he said, well, Whether he's wrong. Not, he was involved <laughs> in that deep state, state thing that they tried to pull on Trump. That right. Coup, I don't know. Probably he was. But even if he wasn't, he has certainly done everything he could to cover it up since taking over for Comey. It was plain. Christ, the, the GOP has started, the GOPs in Washington at least are starting to call on him to step down and resign. And he should ASAP. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I couldn't believe it when I my ears heard Joe Biden as clear as day saying that Antifa is just an idea. I, I, I thought we, I thought we, I thought that had been cleared up weeks ago. Well, you see, they have a name. Like, Antifa is a name of a group, and you don't have to be Anti the head of— Anti-fascist. Yeah, Antifa. It's the name of a group. It's the name of a group of people that show up with uniforms, with gear, with weapons. I mean, it's abs- it's absolute insanity, Then you don't have to be the FBI director to figure that out. You don't have to be organized with a website and have a nonprofit corporation status number. Right. Be organized. This is it's ridiculous. It is. It is. And these guys are doing uh, Donald Trump nailed it. He uh, he was. You know what I've noticed? I've noticed when I watch the debate back or even watch clips back that those clips seem to be. And what I guess you're caught up in the action in the moment. But after I see them back for the second time, they're much more clear. It's like things stand out more clearly to me. It was much more clear what Donald Trump just said about how this is not a right-wing problem. This is a left-wing problem. And everybody knows this. This is not this is not news to anyone. Antifa and BLM have been absolutely... If you want to say they started off as ideas, okay, great. George Soros is a great idea. We'll call it an idea. Everything starts off as an idea. Mein Kampf started off as an it's idea. It's an idea. Yeah, right. So so how is that somehow, yeah, how is that somehow, you know, it neuters it now? Oh, it's just oh, an idea, everybody. The Nazis uh, were an organization. Nothing. Hitler had an idea. Oh, exactly. okay. Yeah, no big, nothing to see here. Move along, everybody. Move yeah, along, yeah, everybody. The... This is just an idea of Antifa and BLM. We're, yeah. This burning of the building is just an idea. We're uh, following through with it, but it's simply an idea. It makes no sense, and I don't think Americans are that stupid. The Democrats absolutely think that Americans are stupid, and they have been in the past. And anybody that's going to vote for a Democrat, I will say here today, is stupid. Yeah, well, you know, I, I keep hearing the people are not that stupid. Well, some of them are not, but boy, there are an awful lot of stupid people. When I hear about those that are in the middle and haven't decided yet, we could not possibly have a clearer choice if you just go down the line from infanticide to complete anarchy to getting rid of the constitution itself and people are like gee well i don't know i just don't know which of these guys they interrupted each other a lot who smiled more who looked at the camera more 
And these are the undecideds that are going to decide our election yeah, and- for us. I'm glad I believe in God because I have hope in God. But I think a lot of the people are stupid. Well, when I see those men, though, and, and Ryan, you, these men that are in these focus groups and they say, well, you know, I'm just not sure. I, I could vote <laughs> either. To, if you really held me down today and, you know, made me pick, I, I, I suppose I would just go with the uh, status quo and stick with the current uh, man who's in the White House. They won't even say his name. They are so weak. I, I, th- th- that's a part of what we're seeing, a result of this feminist movement that was way big, way back. It's now 30 years in, and at least, and we, uh, we have seen the result of these, these, this generation being raised by this and through this and from this, uh, through the, the colleges and whatnot, and they are so weak. They have taken their manhood, and they have washed it and, and, and whitewashed it and put it back on, and it is, boy, it is this middle ground that you're talking about. I don't know how on earth anybody could be in the middle. It means nothing to be an undecided. It is as weak as it comes. You know what? There's a reason God says, I don't like that lukewarm. I'll spew that out of my mouth. I like you hot. I like you cold, but I don't like you lukewarm. And that's what I feel. I feel these weak, just Oh, these people are so can't make a decision and so so weak. Don't want to. They, I don't even know if they want to. Don't want to. Uh, you know, make anyone mad, insult anyone. But they're just all about themselves, not making a decision. I don't know how you go through life like that, personally, Ryan. Yeah, I, I don't. Need, it it really is sad to kind of be at the point to where here we are a month out of the election, and apparently people are still figuring out what their political philosophy is or what they believe politically. That's where you would have to be, because the decision in this election maybe hasn't been as clear since, what, 1860, perhaps? Uh, it, it's And so if you're undecided right now, then that means you really have no political philosophy or no no views. Do you want freedom or do you want communism? I mean, it, it, it couldn't be starker. I, but what I wanted to, uh, I wanted to hit the the white supremacist issue. I saw it twin, uh, uh, trending all over Twitter today, and it absolutely drove me nuts. But I want to play, when you go back, like what JP was saying, when you go back and you actually list, just listen to the video again, but even more so, when you uh, read the transcript of the debate, there is no question that he absolutely did condemn it. So, real quick, let me let me. I'm just going to read just a few lines from this transcript, if you if you guys don't mind, and then I'll let y'all respond to it. Uh, Wallace, you have repeatedly criticized the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa, Trump. That's right, Wallace, and other left wing extremist groups. But are you willing? Tonight, to condemn white supremacists and militia groups. Sure. Trump said, sure. And if you go back and the video is up at cgmradio.com, all the videos and articles we talk about are there right now. Are you willing to condemn white supremacists and militia groups? Sure. And he said it, and you can hear it on the video. And it goes on. Wallace. And to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Trump. Sure. I'm willing to do that. And then Wallace goes on and on and on and on. Guys, it could not be more clear. And well, then you've got Trump as a racist tw- uh, trending on Twitter. Well, when you see it, though, when you see it, Chris Wallace is kind of speaking over him. 
It's it's well, one of those things where they're kind of over each other, I believe, because I did see it, and you can see his, his reading his lips. He's saying, "Sure, I'll do that," and he's read. You, you can see it, so it's even better on video because right. you can kind of see where you know. Last night was just a crazy <laughs> show was of uh, just the people talking over each other. It was a disaster. Chris Wallace is. He's he's a disaster. He's, yes, and he's emasculated as well. <laughs> well. And, and 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 he tried to lead our leader. And you, you know what? Beta ain't gonna lead Alpha. Truth. You know, it's interesting that you read the transcript, Ryan, because I honestly, I, I want to get into this more later. The, none of these presidential debates are real debates. However, assuming hypothetically that this was one. The only way you can determine the winner or the loser is to read the transcript because you're forced to look at the thoughts, the words, the ideas, rather than who smiled more, who looked at the camera more. And if there was interrupting, well, see why there was interrupting and what they were saying. I was with a group of people, some friends that came over last night to watch it. And when it was done and they were asking my opinion, I said, here's what the takeaway moment should have been. Donald Trump, I have done more in seven in the 47 years than you've done in 47 yes. months. Yes. That should have been it. I night. said, but that will not be the takeaway line tomorrow. The takeaway line will be President Trump refuses to condemn white supremacy. And what he should have done, and I agree, he did, he did on the spot, and I also agree with what JP is saying. It was hard to hear. He should have said to Chris Wallace, oh. Do you want me to condemn it again for the 48,922 billion time? Sure, Chris. And then after that, why is it, Chris, that you aren't asking Biden to condemn things? Why is it, Chris, that you keep complaining about how often that I interrupt, but you keep interrupting me? And I was positive last night that the one that started the interrupting was Biden. I noticed it because it didn't surprise me. It didn't surprise me because that's the way he's done all of his other debates. His his, uh, predi- his behavior in debates has been absolutely swinish, but he couldn't one up on a towering presence like Donald Trump. And he started the interfering. And when Trump saw that he had to debate two people rather than one, he just decided he was going to go for it. He decided he didn't care about Chris Wallace's time clock. And frankly, I don't care if Chris Wallace was needing to get to his next question. It is not the place of moderators to be asking questions. They should be free to ask questions with each other. Do I want to see them up there both slinging it and interrupting and not listening to, to each other? No, but maybe if the moderators stayed out of it and did nothing but keep the time, we should get how the computer from 2001 to moderate the debate and say nothing but, I'm sorry, your time is up. Nothing else. And let them ask questions of each other. Anyway, as you can see, I have a little bit of passion about yeah. this because I've been involved in real right. debate. And I know how real debates are supposed to be done with an opening statement, rebuttal, cross-examination. The moderator sits there and keeps his big stupid mouth shut. Frankly, even though Chris Wallace is a liberal on Fox News, I have always found him in the past fair when he has interviewed people on the left and the right. He's been fair uh, on both sides. He was not like that last night. He was no. still light years better than what we would have seen on MSNBC we'll see. or CNN, ironically. But I was disappointed in Chris Wallace. And I say that as one who, although I don't agree with him on a lot of things, objectively, 
up to now, I have thought he's been a pretty good interviewer. Well, but he wasn't there to interview last night. Right. And that was the problem. Right. This wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to be a special episode of Fox News Sunday. It right. was supposed to be a debate. Exactly. Yeah. And if you actually, if you look at, because he moderated the third presidential debate in 2016 between Trump and Hillary. And I thought, he did a great job. I thought the first Much two better. debates were terrible. I thought, mm-hmm. like back then, I was like, if we get a repeat mm-hmm. of his moderating of the third debate in 2016, it's going to be a great show. We did not get that. I couldn't. It was a disgrace. It was an absolute disgrace. I yeah. could well, not believe my he ears. Assuming anyone should even be there at all. Right, exactly. I agree with you that by comparison, 2016 well, and, was certainly much better. And as Newt Ging- Gingrich brought up when he uh, was running for president and has brought up since, is the idea of bringing us all the way back to the Lincoln-Douglas debates mm-hmm. of 1960, right, where um, where they they had no moderator. All they had was a timekeeper, and they just talked to each other for three hours. Right. I mean, I was begging for that last night, and I think... I believe the 1860s brains weren't in as short of a supply. Uh, apparently not. Well, Brett Baer would would have been a, a far superior option, I believe. Oh, yeah, I much, agree. Brett Baer much Brett more not, neutral. But again, even the best one, none of them should do... Remember when Candy Crawley, uh, they had asked her to kind of stay out of it? Uh-huh. And she says, well, I'm not going to be a pot of plant. And she interjected, look, I'm no Romney fan these days, but that back right, then, right. I was certainly rooting for him over Obama. And she interjects calls Romney out as having said something factually wrong, which was not actually factually wrong, but that's what people remember because they were there watching the live debate. Yeah, no question, no question. Um, and I, I I wanted to uh, also bring up one more thing because there was uh, the, this whole idea that Trump has never condemned white supremacy. And the thing is, he've had to, he's had to do it over and over again. And actually, ABC News fact-checked Biden and noted, this is from Breitbart.com, they bring this up, uh, that Trump condemned white supremacists after the Charlottesville riots of August 2017, which Biden has also lied about as whether other occasions. He condemned them more than once, in fact. He yeah, condemned them, then he exactly. and condemned them again. And per ABC News, Trump said, quote, racism is evil, and those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups. Uh, in 2019, following shootings in El Paso, Texas, and Dayton, Ohio, Trump said, quote, In one voice, our nation must condemn racism, bigotry, and white supremacy. The sinister ideologies must be defeated. Hate has no place in America. Hatred warps the mind, ravages the heart, and devours the soul. That's what Donald J. Trump said. And his administration put the KKK on a terrorist list. Well, Now, Chris Wallace knows that. But so didn't... why does he come and, Mr. Trump, are you finally willing to condemn what? What a bunch of bunk. He wanted names. Fellas, he, he, he didn't give specifics. He wanted names. Donald Trump should have given him names, first and last, and possibly even address, maybe emails. They wanted specifics. Yeah, how about the names of some racists? It's ridiculous. Like the is what it really is. like Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib. Yeah, I, I think I, mean, it, I can give you all you the know, names Trump you know, Trump really. Want. Well, you saw he really was stumped. He said, "Who do you who? What are you asking here?" He was really kind of again beta talking to Alpha, and he's asking, "What is it you're asking me, Chris? Uh, do you, who do you want me to condemn? What what exactly? Because see, the Trump's the type of leader. He handles things and moves on." 
Next problem, please. And he's good off and running. Good, good and yeah, Chris Wallace is. is the type, of course, being a liberal, they focus, they see color, they see things, and those, those things just, <laughs> so they circle around them. These problems, they just circle around, you know, just, uh, well, just and, and, it's like a, a satellite, you know, in orbit around the earth. It just circles around everything that they care about, everything that they think we should care about and project onto us. They see circling them. So every time they walk down the street, all they see is black person, Asian person, white person, black person, Asian person, white person. And so they're thinking we're all the same. They're the ones with the with the you know with the the issues, not us. We don't see the color. We really are walking around going human being, human being, human being. And Donald Trump, twice, totally condemned white supremacy because it's not of him or in him. He doesn't think naturally. Like, what are you talking about? I don't. If he carried it with him in his pocket every day, like Chris Wallace and all the other liberals do, you know, he would have it right there in the front of his mind. But he doesn't. He doesn't think that way. So he's sitting there struggling to understand, Chris, what is it you think I should be apologizing for? Because everyone on the planet besides you realizes that it is not anyone white supremacist group, right, white supremacist group out there creating problems in Kenosha or anywhere else for that matter. That's burning. It's not the white supremacist. Talk to the guy across the stage over here about that. Antifa, BLM, why don't you talk to him about that? And that's where it was on display that, that Chris Wallace was absolutely weighted and, and should not have been. But it, it, was, it was exposing the bias, and, and I had to get that off my chest. But it was, just, it was very frustrating to watch. There were times, and hindsight's twenty twenty as well. And when you're in the middle of that and the adrenaline's flowing, you know, it's Monday morning quarterbacking for, for Donald Trump. And I promise you, he won't make that same mistake twice where he's unclear or he doesn't follow up clearly. Uh, he, I think next time you're going to see him come out swinging. I think it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, you're up there and you're barraged with 10 different things. And afterwards, you're always thinking, OK, I should have said more exactly. about that. But, you know, what, what's interesting is George Orwell predicted the time where we would nullify our words. Notice the way Chris Wallace asked questions, what he was bringing up regarding what Trump has started forbidding by executive order is critical race theory. But he didn't say critical race theory. He says, what's wrong with sensitivity training about race? Well, what's going right. on in the White House and our corporations and our schools? It's not sensitivity training about race. It's white people are pigs. White people are reparations. Some of you should give us your homes. Some of them have said, if you're white, you shouldn't even be enjoying life. America sucks. The constitution should be abolished. America's an evil country. That's critical race theory. And Wallace packages that under, well, what's wrong with some sensitivity training? Oh, would that it were sensitivity training. Trump would have had no problem with that. Mm, wow. Yeah, and and really, the, the bait and switch. It's a kind of a bait and switch. It's a kind of equivocation. Uh, th this idea that it's just this sensitivity when I mean there's there's books on this stuff you can get degrees apparently in critical race theory and and it's not just being sensitive it's not Martin Luther King style anti-racism this is the white person is your enemy racism style this is America is evil it's terrible from its founding you know America started with the arrival of the first slave in 1619 and it's it's a complete and wholesale indoctrination of a of a political philosophy and it just shows more and more how Chris Wallace 
is just an unbelievable disappointment. He's just uh, he was just a hack. He went in there as a supposed debate moderator and just exposed himself as a as a left wing hack. We're going to talk about the Supreme Court a little later, but uh, I, I think there's going to be a whole lot of the Democrats exposing themselves very, very soon here, starting o- October 12th. Uh, but yeah, but that's, I mean, that's where that's where it's at, that it is. It's very Orwellian when you, you give, give a term for something that is not that thing at all. Absolutely. He did the same all. with the mail-in balloting. He tried to do the bait and switch between uh, calling it absentee balloting it is not the same thing requesting an absentee ballot is fine trump's gone on and on about how he does that all the time because he doesn't live in florida right now but that's where he resides from but that's not what's going on but they're sending all kinds of ballots to people who are not requesting them so that they can flood the system get it decided by the supreme court run out the clock and if they run out that clock to january nancy Nancy pelosi is our next president (laughs) that's true and uh, yeah, and, and he made it very clear and people need to be educated on this. An absentee ballot is one individual ballot being mailed to one individual who has proactively requested that ballot be mailed to them because they are not going to be able to show up that day and vote in person. It's one. It is not Let's just mail this out to 1 million homes in this zip code specifically. Then we'll send out our people to knock on doors and say, hey, did you get anything in the mail? Hey, you know what? I'll take that from you. I'll help you out. No, don't worry. I'll take it. And uh, no, you go ahead and vote still. It's okay. You know, vote, vote, vote early, vote often. Uh, and that's their message. And, and that is what's happening. And that's the problem in ballot harvesting is exactly that. It's going out and it's collecting those one, two, three per household, however many there were. And taking those and obviously marking them up the way you want them to mark up and sending those in or or driving them in, getting them out of your trunk and handing them over. So, you know, it's amazing. How many how many uh, ballots? How many are we short to beat Trump? Well, we're uh, 480. Okay, great. I got 500 in my trunk. Larry, you got some? Okay, good. Grab yours. We'll take those in. We'll we don't want be, it to look too We don't close. want to look too crazy, but yeah. we'll just yeah. grab those. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's going to happen. That's the thing. It's so easy. To have fraud. And they've already been that... busting at people doing <laughs> it already. It's, it's, in... Yes, you're absolutely right. And the ones in the trash can another one are Trump where votes, the FBI course. said we found no evidence of it being a problem. Oh my gosh. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Trump's gotta gotta pull the trigger on that too. And it's just amazing. You you you, you cut off the head of one snake, uh, another two-headed snake shows up. So he's got to keep this draining the swamp is gonna take another four years, then we're gonna have to get Junior in there, another four years after that. It's going to take a little while, but it's it's beautiful because we've started, and the success is I can I can uh, we had this conversation earlier, but uh, in regards to uh, I think it's success when you hear very little, if anything, from the Mitt Romneys of the world. We are seeing success. <laughs> Draining the swamp is happening when the Paul Ryan's have completely disappeared. The Mitt Romneys are quiet and and are not even a, a factor. I really, I mean, he's having an impact. That's why it's such a war right now. We are at war. It really is a battle going on up there, and we've got to have his back because he's really kind of there by himself, if you think about it. Yeah, he's fighting, and he's fighting alone, and he needs help. But you know, if I were uh, fighting alone, I might speak without a filter, too. Amen. I might you know, you, some people, too. You probably would. And, and I tell you what, that's probably why he is so energized and, and has that need 
it's not to be pumped up and told how great he is because because really this guy does some exceptionally humble and, and and amazing things behind you know when when the lights aren't on him but our president trump gets a lot of that affirmation about we've got your back at when he's driving to the rallies or flying in and he sees and then 25,000 people are there supporting him. What a feeling that must be versus 12 circles on the ground and six of them are empty. I mean, it's no, got I, to be an amazing <laughs> feeling and affirmation what? to see Americana right there in the middle of flyover Wait, country. Wait, I'm a little bit confused. You. you say Trump's been going around doing rallies. Joe Biden told us twice last night that all the president does is sit in his bunker. Oh, unreal. Well, he hasn't been out winning Nobel Prize nominations. He's been in his bunker. That and was, that's from Joe Biden. That's what it feels like when you're Joe that, Biden. That you're being bombarded that, I mean, again, bombs. I understand it's worth money, not money quarterbacking, but right. that was Trump when Trump really missed. Yeah, he uh, should have said, yeah, Biden dude. And you want to talk Biden bunkers? kept bringing it up. Biden kept bringing up the bunker I, thing. And I'm like, I'm sure, really I'm sure somebody gonna... told him, make it look like yeah. Trump's the one exactly. in the bunker. Oh, yeah. it was it was absolute. Yeah, it was it's the, it's the Sololinsky bunker, playbook. It goes from Paris to the Mideast to Washington to all over the country. It's a pretty big bunker. Yeah, yeah, they yeah put, it's yeah. called the, the United World. States is your bunker. So I wanted to get to this, guys. Um, this I, I found this really, really fascinating. And it was a strategy I heard uh, Dan Bongino talk about earlier today. And, and the, the strategy was this. I, uh, it looked like Trump had a strategy of basically severing Biden from the, the hard left base. Yes. Um, ba- uh, Biden so. basically told uh, the Bernie bros and AOC— his outreach to them was for show. This is from stream.org. Al Perota, there's a great article uh, from him linked up at cgmradio.com. And he says here, first, he denied the existence of his policy pact with Bernie Sanders. He declared, my party is me. I am the Democrat Party. Of course, not according to Harris, Trump <laughs> replied. Hear that, Bernie bros? You got played. You going to spend the next five weeks helping Joe win. And and that's where I, I think that, and JP and I were talking about this earlier, turn the tables. Let's say, let's say Trump came out and he basically said, no, I don't support um, the, the Tea Party wanting lower tax cuts. No, I don't really support, I don't really support um, uh, the pro-life uh, the pro-life message. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of pro-life here and there, but I really don't support uh, pro-life Guns legislation. Don't and and yeah, the NRA. You know, look, the Republican Party is me, not the not the NRA. Right. What would happen in that scenario? And it looks like there was some. We didn't see it. It's very difficult to see in that very very emotional, very charged 90 minutes that we're watching. But but essentially, what it appears that we saw Trump do extremely successfully. Was was to divide the the hard left base that he needs excited and out there voting uh, for uh, that that Biden needs out there voting for him that he divided uh, that base from him. What did what did you guys see in relation to that last I, night? I agree with Bongino that that's what Trump was attempting to do. Trump probably went in there saying the mainstream media declared Biden the winner two weeks before the debate even started. Of course. I need to go out there and accomplish this. Yep. Whether it was accomplished would be another story because the truth is none of the Democrats around Biden take him seriously. They really don't care what he says if in the moment they think that it can take away from Trump. They're counting on people to hate 
Trump so much that they'd vote for Bart Simpson. You're, they hate Trump so much that mm -hmm. they'd vote for a butterfly exactly. or, or a drawing. And so I'm not sure how much of a difference it's going to make. However, I will say that Trump did exhibit that beautifully and made Biden look like a bumbling idiot on stage, which I guess that's not the hardest thing to do, but but he still succeeded in doing it. Yeah, I, I, I think it, this is the kind of brilliance, though. Number one, it makes me feel so small. <laughs> because if they really did, Chris Christie prepped him, and if this team had that strategy to go out and to deflate those liberal leftards and get them to take absolutely all that energy and just suck it out of their sails because Biden denounces their causes. If that's truly what they were doing, I mean, it, it's brilliant. It's brilliant, and, and, and I love it, and I look back at it, and I go, that now makes a lot of sense. And, and, and you're absolutely right. Biden was already—I mean, the, the headlines have been written. We knew that. But I think he did it and did it effectively. Biden, out of his own mouth, denounced Bernie's health care. He denounced uh, green wanting deal. to stop you know, fossil fuels and, and fracking and, and the green, i.e. the Green New Deal. He denounced that. Uh, uh, this, he was put in a corner, and yet I, th it was completely, I think, Chris Wallace uh, unwittingly, and Joe Biden as well, stepped into it. And I don't think they understood what was happening. And I think uh, Dan Bongino, hats off for him to recognize that strategy because it was lost on me until I saw and heard uh, what they were saying in regards to that. But, man, Ryan, you're absolutely right. That that uh, that strategy that Dan Bongino pointed out, I, I think it had has some merit. Now, if it's absolutely that clear or if it was a different strategy but it worked, I don't know. I would love to be a fly on the wall inside of some of those meetings and debate preps where they're discussing strategy. Because oh, no if question. I think they have the opportunity here in the next debate as well, Lord willing, there is one, because I <laughs> yeah. think that they now realize that Donald Trump, like the master he is, could play Joe Biden like the Stradivarius that he is and play the tune that he wants and deliver what he wants out of that next debate. I now, believe JP, that was awfully insulting to the Stradivarius. <laughs> that was, uh, quite an insult. You gave the poor Stradivarius. I know really. God. And there's such you know, a you, rich you history of Stradivarii I'm that you got to be careful not to make... associate anything. Hey, with hey, Joe Biden. you know, in 2020, I think you're Joe just defending pretty much everybody, no matter violin. what you say. No what matter was what that, Bob? What Bob? Joe Biden invented the Stradivarius of violin. It was a few decades before he walked on the moon with Neil Armstrong and long <laughs> after he won the Trojan War. Yeah. Well, you know what I, I heard uh, recently that struck me that was just uh, mind-blowing was that how old our republic is versus how long Joe Biden has been in office. That Joe Biden has been <laughs> in that. office literally 20% 20 of the age of our Republican, if you guys remember, our republic and was founded. he thinks he was there for the whole thing. He thinks he was Conquered, Battle of Gettysburg, <laughs> Joe was there. Okay, guys. I, Joe orchestrated it. I got to get to this, because this was a huge, huge, huge. It was a huge part of the debate, people. Huge. It was huge. Okay. Joe, <laughs> this was great. It was, a, it was an epic moment. You don't enjoy it as much when it initially happens because the whole thing is just so kind of stressful. But Joe Biden refused 
to answer whether he supported ending the filibuster or packing the Supreme Court. That, that Perhaps that, more than any other time, was the most telling part of the evening. What do you guys take from that? Oh, it's like I said, Joe's your man on that same list. If you believe in packing the Supreme Court, Joe's your man. If you believe we shouldn't, Joe's your man. His answer to that was, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and the American people will vote, and you'll see what I'm going to do. And that'll be that was his yeah. answer. And that'll Chris be the Wallace issue. Let it slide. <laughs> and and that'll be the issue. He made no sense. It, it, yeah, it was it was a joke. And Kamala Harris is avoiding it as well. Sorry, uh, Kamala, I think is how you say it. Careful. Racist. Kamala? I think it's Kamala. Kamala? Kamala? I said it wrong myself. Caramella? Eric Caramella? Eric Caramella? I'm just speaking of pronunciations. I'm just glad JP (laughs) has has reminded us that there are a few politically incorrect phrases we can still say, like left hard. I'm glad (laughs) there's a few that's still on the list. Well, yes. I'm trying to Everything keep it above board, fellas. I didn't say I, left turn. I'm sure that they will find a way to find left hard as being a racist comment. I'm, I'm absolutely it's sure. hard not and, to offend And speaking anybody. of name-calling, if anybody tells you that they are going to vote for Joe Biden because he's more presidential, he's just so more presidential, just his, mm. his demeanor up there and his countenance and his words such as, will you shut up, man? And clown and worst president America has ever had. I mean, really, we saw we saw Joe Biden up there tonight. He was not acting what we would consider presidential when he was there under fire. His true self came out. Well, was, gentlemen, correct me if I'm mistaken. He not only called Trump a racist, but I thought I heard him say Trump and all of his supporters were racist last night. Or did I hear I, that wrong? I you may I have. I don't know, but he was acting just like the pedo sniffer that he is. I mean, the guy is uh, just a real-life dirtbag from Scranton. From Scranton. And not to mention, let's not forget all of the racist comments and what would be considered, if Trump were to say them, racist comments that Biden has said in the past. I mean, there is a long litany of them. So this idea that, again, it comes back to the Sololinsky tactics of you project on others exactly. what you, you yourself. yourself are guilty of. And uh, like the bunk and the bunker thing, I think, was just the most potent, most clear. I think somebody fed him that line. Absolutely. Sure sure absolutely. Throw it on Trump. Throw it on, throw it on Trump when he's the one that's actually putting a lid at 12 noon putting a lid he's running for president he's he's the elections in like a month and he's half the days of the month he's putting a lid at 12 at, at noon he's done with his day i'm sorry but he, he had to be on drugs to do what he did last night uh, yeah well and, and the way he kept calling trump a liar every time he talks he lies oh. i have never seen a more pathological liar than joe oh, that's one of the reasons i'm unreal. not completely Proven. sold on whether or not that's he's losing tape. it mentally because you have to have your mental faculties operating well to yeah. be a good liar. That guy's nose grows bigger than Pinocchio every time he opens his mouth. When he calls Trump a liar, he's like the wolf in the Three Little Pigs story going around selling earthquake insurance for their houses <laughs> before he's about to blow them down. He said he went to the University of Delaware? Nope. He said he was top of his class? Nah, quite, Joe. You were the bottom of your class. All right, guys. Well, I think now we are going to jump into the topic of the Supreme Court and, of course, the nomination of Amy Coney 
Bear, which has sent uh, the the world of the demonic along with <laughs> the world of the left just into just uh, apoplectic uh, insanity. It they really are uh, worried about this just mm-hmm. kind, gentle uh, mom, wife, successful. Uh, successful uh, career woman. Uh, it, it really is a, a lady that has a, a adopted children from from Haiti and just raised a beautiful family. That they, they're really terrified of her. And what what I have said, we'll get into this perhaps a little bit. But what I've said is that what f- first off, I guess, wh- what do you guys think about McConnell and Graham's decision to to start the hearings on the twelfth to even have hearings? At all, what do you guys? What, what are y'all's thoughts on uh, the decision to kind of do it how they how they've set it up to do? They should not do hearings. I know Rush Limbaugh was the first one to say that, and I completely agree. We should not have to go through that song and dance again. All the questions that they wanted to ask her, all the pontificating of Diane Feinstein was just done when she was appointed to the lower court. Mm, three years she came from right, and just we shouldn't have to watch that. They don't have to. It's not in the Constitution anywhere that they have to have hearings. I say just take the vote and be done with it. Amen. Otherwise, it's going to be like Kavanaugh again. They're going to drag on and drag on. Yeah. And just when they're ready to take the vote, they'll be breaking news. They're stretching yeah. this. They're, they're, they're saying that because she adopted a couple of kids from Haiti, that she's a colonizer, a white <laughs> colonizer. What? I mean, you last week, I couldn't imagine what they'd come up with, although I knew they'd come up with something. And they come up with this. Right. They're going to try to impeach Trump because he had the audacity to even nominate somebody uh, a month out of the election. Biden, getting back to the debate for a second, but it relates to this, makes this big deal about how the American people have a right to elect a president before he nominates someone to the Supreme Court. Excuse me, Joe. That's what they did. So. I think they should just take the vote. No hearings. I, I'm tired of the Republicans worried about what the New York Times editorial page will say about them if they don't keep playing this song and dance. Wow, I that... don't believe the Democrats <laughs> would allow hearings. I believe they would vote her right in in a second if she was on her side, on their side. I'm right there with you, Bob. I, I think three years ago is, is close enough. In fact, all she's done is gotten more experience. If you want to go review what she's done over the last three years, fine. Go look at the papers. Go look at the... You know, her, her, her opinions, go look at them. Uh, it's probably not a big deal. It's three years. Um, Einstein already got her photo op and Kodak moment. We don't need to go through exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and uh, yeah, I, I think Amy uh, is, Coney Barrett is going to be a real challenge for them uh, because what's going to happen is she is, She's as Teflon as it comes, uh, and nothing's going to stick here. There's, there's, uh, they're attacking really white colonialist or or colonizers. I, what is that? I, people don't even when when you have college graduates in 2020 America that can't identify a picture from the lead singer of Led Zeppelin or George Washington, who's who? They, they they'll pick out the Zeppelin. They don't know who the other guy is. I, I, you know, uh, maybe Zeppelin's too far back, but still, you know what I'm saying. Hootie and the Blowfish. How about that? That's a little bit of a classic now. But still, she, uh, to say that she's a white colonizer, I think they need to go educate their people, by the way. If they're they're looking around at each other going, are we supposed to be mad about that? Yes. Okay, then I'm going to go burn something down. They don't know otherwise. 
if you really want to be truthful. So I don't think that's going to stick. She adopted was white. What would they say then? If oh, what? you didn't want to adopt a person of color, huh? Yeah, exactly, exactly right. Now, uh, you know, save this the, these these two young people uh, from who knows what. Haiti is very very challenged. A lot of orphans over there. A lot of uh, you know disease and a lot of death. Voodoo's like the thing and. You know, the other side of the island, you've got the Dominican Republic, and you've got, you actually have quite a few Christians and, and, and believers on that side. But yeah, Haiti's a tough place, man, to grow up. And these young children got adopted. I mean, wow, how grateful are they? And they, you know what? Look in those pictures. They seem happy. And I guarantee you that the Barrett family uh, just absorbed them in and love on them and have loved them. And they are family. That is their daughter, that is their son. And they don't think of it any other way. But along comes a freaking liberal Democrat, and they see nothing but color. Wait, is that a black boy? Is that a black girl? Why in the frick is the world not in, not completely taken back by that and angry at them for that? Well, I don't get it. Yeah, they should be. I mean, this is this is the thing. The whole idea of being against racism, the idea that that a white family would love all people including black people so much that they would they would literally adopt and rescue two kids from a it, disastrous situation it was like they think it would be better that those two kids were still in Haiti and they poverty be better. and they disease did. and in suffering and even being against well we don't know the effects of of you know biracial adoption or whatever having you know black kids in a white what are the psychological what are the psychological effects what are the emotional effects? What are the physical and health effects of, of growing up in, in a disaster of a country like Haiti? And not only that, but they are going to have issues. I, I think what's—so Amy Coney Barrett represents so many problems for the Democrat Party. There is, of course, abortion. But remember, the Clinton Foundation has done so much stuff in Haiti, and people specifically uh, from there— from Haiti have said that the Clinton Foundation has just billions of dollars would go in there and none of it would actually from the Clinton Foundation and it was all diverted none of it would actually go to the people there so they're freaking out that not only does she represent the end of of the uh, of abortion or of at least of Roe v Wade and it going back to states and millions of babies lives being saved more and more, as if we need any more exposing of Hillary Clinton's corruption, like what we've seen from the past uh, couple days with uh, Radcliffe releasing what he's released. But this could really shine a spotlight on Haiti, on the Clinton Foundation, and it could be really bad. But I want I wanted to I wanted to also mention kind of my take. So I agree with you guys hundred percent. I agree. Let's bring let's bring it to a vote. The grandstanding, uh, uh, Kamala Harris, or whatever y way you have to say her name to not be a racist. Um, is going to stand up there, and she's going to have her moment in the spotlight and the sun and all this. She's she's going to take advantage of this, and I agree that should never happen. However, I think the silver lining on all of on all of that, and why perhaps God is allowing it to happen instead of Lindsey Graham doing the the logical thing to do, is because what we are going to see on full display, I think, right before the election, because as the election gets closer. As the election gets closer, they are going to get crazier and crazier and yep. crazier. Like That's the right. devil in the book of Revelation, he's been thrown down to earth, and his wrath is great because his time is short, and they're anti-Christian, anti-Catholic bigotry is going to be on full display. 
for all the world to see. Agreed. The demons inside of them are not going to be able to help themselves. They are not going to be able to help themselves. We are going to have some zingers. We're going to be coming back. My prediction is we're going to be coming back to this crosstalk. These episodes, after those hearings begin, with some audio that are just going to blow our minds. Because remember what what Diane Feinstein did to Amy Coney Barrett back in 2007, uh, 2017, calling out her Catholicism, saying, the, the dogma lives loudly within you, and Dick Durbin and Kamala Harris and many others. loudly within yeah, you. Yeah. Yes, it does. Like, what little, in the world are you Yoga talking? You, yeah. You're talking about, so so I think there is actually, so, you know, the, the half-glass full version in my mind is that we're going to have a lot to talk about, and they're going to alienate themselves more and more so from, uh, from perhaps even Democrat Catholic voters. Yeah, that that is a good silver lining. I think she, she's going to conduct herself with poise and grace, and they're going to be what they are. And dogma is their middle name. By the way, you got back to the uh, going back to the Clintons in Haiti. I think what attracted Bill is they asked him about Haiti. He said, "Haiti, I haven't met her yet." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, this the, is true. The, yeah, there's that guy, Slick Willie. Slick, Mm-mm-mm. Slick Willie, man. He's he's had a yeah. he's had a run of it, but. And and just and this is linked up at cgmradio.com as well. But the uh, Biden campaign deputy data director Nikita Rai R A I criticized Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett's religious views on Twitter um, in a conversation with Brookings Institute senior fellow Shadi Hamid, uh, basically saying that uh, let's see, wait, why this is news? Isn't this the standard position for any Orthodox Catholic? Hamid asked about a tweet saying that Barrett was a trustee at a Catholic school that opposed same-sex marriage and said homosexual acts are at odds with Scripture. Unfortunately, yes. And then it goes on to say that uh, uh, basically uh, she looks forward to—oh, here we go. Uh, they replied, true, I heavily prefer views like that not be elevated to SCOTUS, but unfortunately our current culture is relatively intolerant. It will be a while before those types of beliefs are so taboo that they're disqualifiers. Basically saying that if you are a not just a Christian, not just a Catholic or a conservative Christian, but a Jew or a Muslim even, even a Muslim that believes the biblical view of marriage, that should be a disqualifier from the Supreme and, Court. And- our Constitution says no religious tests, so they're not reading the Constitution. But the way they try to spin it is, we don't object to her being Catholic, or we wouldn't object to somebody being a Jew. We just object when they take their religion and try to impose it on us, because that violates the First Amendment. But these same people, whenever somebody in the name of Catholicism or Christianity says, oh, I, I think Jesus would believe in sanctuary cities. Oh, well, that's different. I think the that's lim- Beautiful. That's completely understandable. Right. Mm -hmm. The hypocrisy is just as thick as fog. It sure is. And I I feel for the Muslims, though, because it wasn't long ago. I mean, they must feel betrayed. It wasn't long ago that they were, you know, they were the sweethearts of the liberals. It wasn't that long ago. You couldn't even discuss that it was an act of terror. Oh, no. Goodness, no. So now they must feel betrayed to be lumped in with those Christians. Oh man, think about that. The liberals have really thrown them, you know, to the curb, those poor Muslims. Well, 
Yeah. You yeah. know, it's interesting, too, though. We talk about the abortion because that's the one thing they're going to try to tack her on because they believe still that the majority of Americans are okay with this barbaric thing that we're going to look back in history and go, God, we really did that? That's just crazy. How is that legal? But they're allowing uh, you know, abortion to occur. It's the one thing they think that every woman believes in it and, and wants more and more of it to happen and occur every day, and that's a win. Well, the thought is that, number one, it wouldn't go away. So they're, they're ridiculous in their thoughts. It would go down back to the states, like you said, Ryan. The power would simply go to the states. The states would then, of course, some would say, nope, not here. Some would say, yeah, sure, bring it on. And, you know, those states, I'm assuming the liberal states, all of a sudden you have a consuming of the liberal woman who has uh, made a decision and aborted a child at some point concentrated down they abort themselves out of existence is that do they see what's coming i mean it, it's as it's awful any child i get it it should not be however if it really concentrated down if you wrote it down on paper and said this is how it's going to concentrate to the states to the liberal areas to these areas <laughs> if you take this down a thousand years from now they're gone I mean, I just don't see how it helps their cause ultimately. But anyway, and that's a, that's a whole different thought. But... Against... Oh, go ahead. No, go I'm ahead. done. No, go ahead, Bob. Most of the crusaders against abortion are women. That's the, the left. <laughs> right. The leading pro-life advocates are women. However, one thing that, and I, I know that uh, I, I believe that uh, Amy is going to do this. All the conservative justices do this when, when they're being nominated. They always try to avoid the abortion question. They say, well, I'll just rule with the precedent. I'm not a big believer in precedent. What they should say is, I'll accept the precedent if the precedent was good. I will not accept the precedent if it was bad. You want to talk about precedent? What about the Dred Scott decision? Should we have held on to that because it was legal precedent? And frankly, it's none of the business of the senators to be asking them how they're going to rule. Exactly. They should say, excuse me. I'm being nominated for a completely separate branch of government. Yep. That's why we have checks and balance systems. That's why we have three separate branches. And you're not going to tell me how I'm going to make a ruling. Go ahead you and vote for the nomination it. if you want. Don't confirm me if you don't want. But how am I going to rule? It's none of your great, business. Great I'm not point. answering your stupid question. That's, that's exactly right. Well, that's they will not do Bob, and that's, that's what they should do. That's right. That is why this is a circus. That's why it's not in the Constitution and they don't have to do it. Go to the vote. That's why we should just take because the vote. You're taking, the yes, vote. you're taking a, a, a completely separate uh, arm of the, uh, the three branches of government and you're taking the judicial branch and you're saying you are submissive to the, legisla the legislative branch? How is that, how is that happening? I, who, how did this come about? I, you know, we sh I should do some research on that, but... Uh, the, the, yeah, look, look, they, they finally closed down the Ringling Brothers Circus. Why don't they close down this circus in Washington now? Hey, while we're on the yeah, well, they should. They should. I'd love to see. This would be this is where if Donald Trump was the leader, uh, you know, I'd love to see Mitch McConnell just come in and, and take a stand and say, nope, at least he listen, he's far cry better than than what he was. I will tell you, he has grown in this position. I think he's, he's good. He's better at getting the judges know? in. Well, but that's about yes. all he's good. For. And and even that, even you know why? Because even that doesn't get a lot of press, right? I mean, how many of us realize that there's 300 judges that have been put into place? No, you know, we're all just going, "What? That's news to me. Awesome." 
great. Donald Trump's been doing this in the background, and maybe that's a good thing because you know they've got their they're they're focused on other things. This is what really makes a big big difference here. And because Mitch McConnell, I do believe Mitch McConnell does, and 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 this happens sometimes with betas, they will come in under the shadow of the alpha, and it gives them strength. It right. gives them a front. It gives them a shield. Well, I'm not quite as aggressive as him, so focus on him while I get all this good stuff really over here going down, handling, you know, getting these judges approved, getting them through the Senate. So, I mean, it, oh, my goodness. I just get fired well, up thinking about that. That's the anchor that's going to save us. That's his legacy. The Democrats will do it. Then I mean, the Democrats will do anything at this point. They would certainly might as well just do what he thinks right. is correct. They would exactly. certainly have filled that seat. And that was a great point that Trump made last night in the debate. They would have filled that seat. There would have been no question. There would have been they, oh immediately, they, would have been regardless of already. what they've said in the past. Yeah, it would be done. Would there have been Monday. hearings? Uh, probably not. Like, um, and and again, look, we know if Joe Biden gets into power, he wouldn't answer the question on the court packing. He wouldn't answer mm. the question on the filibuster. Because we know what they want to do. If they get power, they'll they'll do all that. Plus, they'll add they'll add states so they can get well, more senators, and we can have one party rule. I mean, forever is ultimately the goal. Here's Democratic Party 101. When Democrats are in the majority in Congress, the American people have spoken. Elections have consequences. When they're in the minority in Congress, the American people want bipartisanship. They just keep talking out of their mouths, oh, but people so, let them get away with it. It's well, so weak. And I so and I weak. think on that note, I think that's a great note to end off with. Well, let's uh let's get Amy Coney Barrett through the system. Let's do it quickly. And uh, one last thing. I don't Go think ahead. one last thought on the debate. I don't think anybody's minds was were changed. I think he simply sucked the air and the wind out of the sails of the left hards that were excited about their Green New Deal, and all these other leftist, socialized, communist ideas. And he sucked the wind out of them. Good job, Trump. Amen. Amen. Well, Bob, any, any, final, any final words before we sign off? No. I, I hope that the next debate's a real debate, but it won't be, so we'll just pray that <laughs> I know. God shows up and that the people telling the truth will get it through. Absolutely. Well, guys... Thank y'all so much for joining me again for another episode of Crosstalk. It has been absolutely incredible. Be sure to check out The Bob Siegel Show right here on the CGM Radio Network. Go to cgmradio.com. Click on the Bob banner to uh, subscribe to his show. He's got a daily show Monday through Friday, Apologetics, Christian Apologetics, Christian Theology, um, uh, social commentary, news, all of that stuff is on there. And, of course, JP from JP's Political Matrix. Uh, subscribe to his show as well. Uh, I'm Ryan Holland, host of the World News Brief bot podcast. Please make sure to uh, subscribe to all the shows. That's how you make sure. Uh, subscribe to at least one of the shows, and you'll make sure to get uh, crosstalk. Uh, and, again, all of the, the links to the videos and the articles discussed are right on the homepage at CGM radio.com guys it was a great discussion thanks for being here to everyone listening thank y'all so much for joining us we'll see you next time Till next time guys